it's important to recognize that failure will happen, but that's okay. Failure allows us to improve ourselves and seek more knowledge and grow as individuals. Failure is here to remind us that no one is perfect and there is so much to know in this world. So by staying humble and hungry for growth for improvement, we commit ourselves to a lifelong journey of learning. And that's what this is all about. Just continuing to better yourself. Welcome to the You Better You podcast. Just two guys helping you better you. The quote of the week is, it is impossible to live without failing at something unless you live so cautiously that you might as well not have lived at all. In which case, you fail by default. By J.K. Rowling. And now, here are your hosts, Gael and Robin. Welcome back to the You Better You podcast. This voice belongs to Robin. And this voice belongs to Gael. And today we're speaking about failure and how you can benefit from failure. So, Gael, when you read this quote by uh, J.K. Rowling that says, it is impossible to live without failing at something unless you live so cautiously that you might as well not have lived at all, in which case you fail by default. So when you hear this quote, what do you think about it or what comes to mind? The first thing that comes to mind, I'm, I'm picturing a turtle in its shell and the shell is there to protect it, obviously, but it can't move while it's in the shell. Mm-hmm. And when I think of this quote, that, that's what I think of. I think we can be so afraid of failure that we stay in our shell to protect ourselves, but we can't make real progress. It's hard to reach goals without opening ourselves up to failure. So the meaning of this quote to me is failure is just part of life and failure can be a positive thing or a negative thing. It's just based on what we do with the failure. So as she mentions, obviously she's a well-known author and she's failed, you know, even after her success, she failed before a major success and she fell after a major success. So so she knows uh, very well. Uh, what she's talking about. But yeah, that's what I, I think of it, especially the latter part where, it's, where she said, you might as well not have lived at all. You know, if, if the turtle stays in a shell, what what's the point? Mm-hmm. Okay, it's, it's protected, but what's the point of its life? It's almost meaningless, if not meaningless. So yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's what I think. Of it. Oh, I really like that analogy, especially because Ironically, uh, this is just random, but turtles are my favorite animal. (laughs) 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 I didn't know that. Yeah, just something random. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I completely agree with you. You know, as as humans, we naturally want to do well in our lives, whether that be, you know, success in our career, relationships with friends or significant other or just in life in general. But unfortunately, things don't always go as we as we planned. So at least to me, when I think about this quote, when things go astray, we can become overwhelmed or defeated. But it's important to remember that in that moment, not everything is lost. So it's okay to feel those emotions, but don't become them or else we'll get stuck in a place of uh, complacency and never get anything done. Just as you mentioned with the turtle in its shell. I also think that, you know, if you want to grow from uh, 
grow from your failures. You have to take time after processing everything to reflect on the situation as a whole, examine what went right, what went wrong. Then from there, be able to adjust and redirect yourself learning from those mistakes. Like you said, nothing happens. We become stagnant. And just like that turtle, we never get out. We never get outside of that shell or in our case as humans outside of our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And again, it's, it's, all, it's just based on our mindset because all of us are going to have failures. So if you know it's come, I, I guarantee you, both of us will have a failure come coming our way. I so today. <laughs> so the what differentiates us is what we do with it. it it's kind of like even even take it, it just provides us lessons. You know, you you could take you could take it and say, "I'm terrible. I'll never amount to anything. I shouldn't even tried." Or you could you know, depending on what it is, you could say, "Okay, well now I know." I know this that I didn't know before. Mm-hmm. And so the next time I, I try this venture, I know, okay, I'm going to completely avoid this or this is how I can, I can overcome it. What, what, what feeling did you, uh, did you make today? I was supposed to wake up early and go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> I did not do that. <laughs> I woke up late. All right. So let me ask you that. So why'd you wake up late? I went to bed late. <laughs> okay. So now tomorrow, <laughs> or I guess tonight, what may you do, decide to do? Well, actually, I'm going to go to the gym later today. So, oh, there you go. That, that, okay. That'll make up for it. Okay. <laughs> but, but um, the reason I ask that is because that may be quote unquote a failure, but you just learn something about yourself. Okay. I can't sleep past 11 or else I won't wake up on time. It sounds yeah. basic, but, but that's the attitude we should have with, with anything. No, I agree. But let me ask you this. So, has there ever been a time where you've felt like you failed and what did you do to bounce back from it it has been several times i suppose i mentioned before in the podcast on a, a photo shoot that um that i failed so i, I won't mention that but i said a big one for me is i tried to start a e-commerce mm. site um, a while back yeah that failed <laughs> <laughs> and I, I didn't bounce back so what I did was I it basically failed because I had too much going going on and I had my hands in too many things. So I was divided and I didn't really have the time to devote to it. And thankfully, I didn't invest too much into it um, by that time. But I really thought about it. And, and th- there were other things, too. I wasn't that passionate about the the products. Yeah. And the reason I was getting into it was literally just for it to become a source of income, which isn't, which isn't going to drive you in the long term. Very true. Yeah. So me overcoming that wasn't necessarily starting that back up because I learned, okay, I don't think this is going to suit me. Even, you know, even if I, even if I had more time, I had more resources, even if I, if it did go well for a few months, I don't think I would have maintained it. The, the way I should have. So, so I learned from that failure. Okay. These are my skill sets and it will not help me in this area, at least not as the main guy. <laughs> I, I can perhaps help with the designing of this product because I, I, just, I love designing things. So I, I can, I can work on the product itself, but on the business end for this product, I'm not the best person to, to do it. And not because I'm, I'm willing to learn. I just, it doesn't fit what I really, really am passionate about what I really want to do. But what about you? And I, I know you, yeah, m- mentioned uh, what, what's the time you failed or put yourself back up. 
my last marriage. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> I've never been married. I've never been married before. Just joking. Uh, the last time, like something that I considered a true failure, was a uh, back when I was in high school, where I almost flunked out of my junior year, and that was just due to like where I was in that time. Where I learned a valuable lesson about myself. Where if I if I'm not passionate about something. It's extremely hard for me to put like my all into it because like I, there's just nothing to drive me. So I ended up having to go to summer school uh, that year. But then I there was a teacher there that helped that helped me realize like it's important to be passionate about what whatever you're learning or doing in general in life. So after talking to him and then just not wanting to fail my junior year, that way I can graduate on time. That kind of that's kind of my way of how I bounce back of just actually dedicating myself and grinding out through those like three months of summer school and doing pretty well ironically i ended up getting like an a plus in the class and he's like the teacher was just like why are you here (laughs) i was like i don't know long story (laughs) life happened so that's what i would consider like my worst failure that's pretty good for a worst failure i mean i I mean i'm not minimizing it but (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't have anything like crazy right now but then again I'm, I'm i guess because i'm younger and i don't have as much life experience as you maybe that's it so let's talk let's talk in a few years <laughs> <laughs> yeah you'll 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 rack them up <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure i will <laughs> but but yeah so when did you have a aha moment like when like like, what did it take for you to, was it just the fact that you were taking summer classes or what, what was the, the spark that helped you to, to bounce back? I think for me, there was just a moment in class, like listening to like some of the other students, like talk about like why they're there. Cause I think the teacher asked like why we were there and what our goal was for the summer or something like that. I think for me, the moment was realizing like, well, technically I already failed this class. So that's why I'm here. <laughs> But um, I realized that, you know, failure is OK. Like it's it's just going to happen in life, but it's not OK to give up because I could have easily just said, oh, whatever, I'll just repeat the whole grade, even though I did fine in my other classes. So for me, it was just not wanting to obviously be held back one grade, but also just wanting to, I guess, uh, what's the word like overcome my challenges and 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 teach myself like discipline and, and tell myself, you know, like you can get through this. Like you had a minor setback, but this isn't the end. You know what I mean? Did you have, you know, obviously you can take summer classes to get ahead or you can take summer classes to, to catch up, but did you have any other ones in your class that were in the same boat as you that, you know, they failed and needed to take the class and did that affect your motivation? Um, there were some other people there. Um, some of them like truly just didn't care even in that class. I'm sure some of them still failed. So they probably had to repeat the grade or whatever it was for me. No, I didn't really like think about them. Just, I think at that time, like I just was really like, I I, basically, I kind of like developed like this laser focus of, I want to pass this class, get it over with and move on. So that, that, that was my, uh, drive. Gotcha. So with that being said, let's talk about the benefits of failure. This is something that Michael Jordan once said in an interview. He says, I have missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I have lost almost 300 games. 
On 26 occasions, I've been entrusted to take the game-winning shot, and I miss them. I have failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. So from that, and just some research I, I did online, there were six benefits of failure that Michael Jordan benefited from. So let's talk about it. So the first one, when we take time to reflect on our failures and try to grow from them, the first benefit is this. It provides us a reality check of where we're at. So for yourself, Gaia, when you were uh, going through your e-commerce endeavors, or rather after your e- e-commerce endeavors, did you take time to see where you were at? See like what could have went well, what didn't go well? How did you monitor your progress? Well, I did. So while I was building it up, I did get some feedback. And so, and that was the hard thing with feedback because it was from people I I knew. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I prefer be someone that doesn't know me because I I don't mind harsher feedback if it's going to save me time and effort. So I'd rather be told, dude, this sucks. And I know, okay, I'm going to scrap it, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. and, and put my time and energy elsewhere. Then, you know, someone mincing words and and salting it up just so that they're not rude or disrespectful you know because we have we have a relationship so by the by the time things didn't work out i didn't have to sit down per se and and list things on paper mm-hmm. but i just thought about it i realized okay what went wrong was not getting enough feedback that was enough not, not getting enough feedback and again, like I mentioned earlier, it was just, I, I just ran out of gas because I was doing too many things at once. Mm-hmm. So the the point of no return for this endeavor was when at this, at this point, I, I started getting ready for my wedding. And that was the point where I was like, okay, it's, it's official. <laughs> you know, that was, <laughs> that was the nail in the coffin because I had to put more time and energy into that. So, so I, I did do it. Not, I wouldn't say necessarily formally. I, I did do it more formally when trying to start other things. Then I sat back and said, "Okay, wow, why, why would this be any different from the last?" Mm-hmm. So I did do it then. Okay, I see. So it seems to me like for you, you had your, you just had other priorities. Yeah, it. Like I said, I. I got into it just for the, just to start another revenue stream. And mm-hmm. that was my mentality. Not that that's necessarily wrong, but when you're starting something, you need more than that as a drive. You need to be passionate about it. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the common things that I see with, with interviews of those that started from nothing is that what they did was they did for fun. And obviously that that's not necessarily number one, but they did something that they enjoyed and that even if they did, even if they never monetized it, they will continue doing it. Even we were talking about this. I can't remember on the podcast or elsewhere, but Joe Rogan, his podcast, you know, he just signed a huge deal with Spotify. But at the very beginning, he said himself, he did it because he was stressed out. He needed an outlet. You know, he he moved back to Los Angeles with, you know, for his wife, where she never, he never wanted to move back to California. So he kind of did it just as a hobby-ish Mm-hmm. And, and obviously it, it grew from that. But at the beginning, when he had, you know, a hundred views or, or, or listeners, what kept him going was not because what kept him going was because that's what that's what he wanted to do all along. So, yes. again, you know, when you want to start a business, obviously the point of a business is to make money. That, that's the whole point. But at the same time, it is important to do something that 
you're passionate about and you have enough drive to, to help you sustain um, moving forward with it. That's interesting because um, as I'm listening to you, something that I realized and I didn't think about this before was it seems like the motive, uh, the motive and what we value is very important when we're pursuing goals. Mm-hmm. And so something that I like that you did was that you were honest with yourself. You know, obviously you need money, especially if you're planning on getting married so you can take care of your family. But obviously that's not enough. So what I take away from that is that, you know, if we're not honest with ourselves, we fail from the beginning just because if you don't know what your motives are, then eventually you're going to hit this basically a wall of, okay, well, I'm not making money. This isn't growing as fast as I projected. And that kind of kills the drive because you were just in it for the money. So it seems to me that I definitely see how with failure that can allow us to see where we're at but also just being real with ourselves. I mean, speaking of being real, let's be real about this podcast, <laughs> right? I mean, what <laughs> I, so that failure, I, I don't regret that failure at all mm-hmm. because if I had continued on with it, I'd probably lose even more hair than I've been losing <laughs> from the stress. And, and I would have not, in, well, I wasn't not enjoy, but I, I would have, it would have taken away from the, the wedding planning and, and, the good things I have going on, uh, I had going on at the time. So, but I think at least for me, one of the fruitage that it, it yielded was this podcast. Oh, I don't know if you, okay. I don't know, at, at least on my end, that that's how, that's how I feel. Cause this is something that I can, I can be more passionate about. It's something to me. I mean, we, we discussed this, you know, in, in, in private, but we don't know how many people are going to be listening to this, especially the first you know, a few episodes, but even if the number is zero, I've determined that the value that we're getting out of just doing it Mm -hmm. is is greater than, um, it's still worth it. No, I agree. I I definitely love the value. I I remember when we speaking in private, you know, we discussed certain things that we could do if things didn't work out, (laughs) but also, uh, how we both just naturally benefit from it because, We're studying, we're learning different things that help our own uh, mentality behind, you know, something that we both care about, which yeah. is this podcast. Yeah. And if you're listening, give us a like on, on whatever you're listening to. Give us five stars. <laughs> Share with a friend, especially if you're interested in personal development. We appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, so this is, so this may be, this may end up being different, but this is the third one we're recording. Who knows what order is going to fall in, but I've probably gone through six books between these three recordings. That's great. So even if, again, even if there's no one listening, I've gotten the wealth of, of information uh, just in, in preparing for this. And um, even though we, we try not to prepare too much so that we can have a natural conversation, but just having an outline of a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if, if, at the very least, it forces me to do something that I may not have necessarily done before. Oh, I'll take it. <laughs> I mean, you're ahead of the game. I think statistically speaking, they say like after it might be college or high school, I'm pretty sure it's college that most people don't read. They barely read one book a year after college. We're in March and you've read three different books or six different books. Excuse me. Yeah. I mean, I, I I've cheated a little bit because uh, sometimes it's, it's while I'm doing other things. So I'll, I'll listen to it mm-hmm. and then I'll write notes. So that's how, you know, I, I'll write blurbs 
in, in, in of key points that I want to keep in mind. So that's the way I cheat. I, I it would be hard for me to sit down and read word for word. Yeah. And, you know, and not do anything else, just the way my schedule is right now. But again, this forced me to find a way, mm-hmm. right? I, I knew I couldn't sit down, isolate myself for, you know, a couple hours a day, but I found a way to, to get it done. Not to go too off topic, but what about you? Has, I know it's been only a few weeks, but has uh, this venture helped you in any way so far? Definitely. Um, especially in terms of reading, which has always been a goal of mine. I ended up, so I kind of broke it down. I told myself this year, I want to read at least one book a month. So right now I'm up to three books since we're in March. And I guess since that's my goal, I've been able to like, just really make that a priority. So whether it's like early in the morning or late at night, I'll do, I'll try to read for at least an hour, do some research for the podcast and then whatever else I'm interested since I have a culinary background. I tend to go towards that. But then since I love <laughs> entrepreneurship, I'll read something like, for example, like right now, I can't remember the name of the book. Oh, it's the the four hour, is it the four hour chef? Anyway, just by Tim Ferriss, if, if, if you've ever heard of him. I've heard of yeah. He has a few books that are out. He's a really popular author. I'm really enjoying reading that. And just while I'm reading that, taking notes, was like, oh, that could work for the podcast where we can talk about, you know, time management or having smart goals so whatever it may be i definitely see the benefit of uh of this even if if no one is listening as you yeah but with that being said let's move on to benefit number two which is the lessons learned are priceless and we kind of already touched on it through our random banter (laughs) but through reflecting on our failures we're able to learn and grow so much because we've taken time to examine our failures study what went wrong, and learn what we can be better at next time. You mentioned earlier how even if this podcast doesn't do anything, you've, you've read up to six books, or at least we're cheating reading six <laughs> books. <laughs> yeah. Huh. But I'm sure there's a lot of lessons you learned while, uh, while reading those books, while we've had conversations in the podcast where you're like, huh, I could use that for myself, such as, you know, the last podcast we were talking about why invest in yourself. I'm sure that later on, maybe later on at night after the podcast, you were able to reflect back on that and think, maybe I can apply this to whatever my endeavors are with photography or whatever it may be. I mean, even, even beforehand, even before we record. So obviously this, we're talking about failures, but even if I'm off doing something else, it changes my lens. I look at things to see, okay, how, how can this help us with, you know, with, with the next recording? I'll give you an example. I was listening to an author uh, Mm -hmm. during an interview and, you know, he mentioned that every year he celebrates what he calls let go day. Now I'm not an avid listener. So, so, so he has his own channel. So I'm not, this was the first time I listened to him. I'm like, what does that mean? Let go day, let go day. And finally explains, you know, every year on the anniversary, him and his, his family, they go out to dinner and they celebrate. And like go there was the anniversary of when he got fired or, you know, like go wow. from, from a job he had. And he celebrates it because he said that was the day his life changed. That day pushed him to pursue things that he would not have pursued if not losing the job. Mm-hmm. 
So then I thought of, you know, that's a great example of using failure as a tool to help us. Yeah. You know? So again, I, I'm sure he still, I don't know, he, I'm sure he still went home that day and it was te- a terrible day, but he's using that to drive him. And he, mm-hmm. he specifically recalls it every year so that he can not only appreciate where he's at now, but also as a, as a tool to remember that if he did not, if he was not let go, he would not have reached his dream of being, of being an author. Um, so that's something we can, I know we're going down through the benefits, but um, that, that's, that's a benefit we have to, or that, that's how it can benefit us if, if we use it the right way. Yeah, definitely. That actually makes me think of, um, I don't, I don't consider this a failure because it's kind of different, but, um, like when this pandemic first started back in, uh, March of last year, I ended up losing my job. So I remember sitting, like sitting in my room, like, huh, what am I going to do to make money? Obviously the government helped out with unemployment for many of us, but obviously it's not enough. It's nothing. I heard, I heard some people were making double what they were making though, between that and extra 600, I'm sitting at home like, man, I'm, I'm making less working. Like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I know someone, they, they, they paid off all their, be- uh, all their debts. They're debt free because they lost their job. I don't know what to tell you, guy. Oh, it sucks. <laughs> suck. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just, I just wanted that. that it, that no, it it's funny. true. I, I, I've heard of some people <laughs> making some really good money. <laughs> And then they like, I knew, I know a guy who took that money, put it into the stock market and like he invested in like Tesla and all that. And this is before uh, the surge recently. I'm like, man, how do you lose your job? And then almost become a millionaire. <laughs> like what? Oh man. Anyways, <laughs> whole another conversation. Yeah. So when I lost my job, I said, well, I need to do something to provide for myself because I never want to be in a situation where I'm dependent on either the government or just a regular nine to five job ever again. So that's where like, I like developed like a vision board, like basically same thing as what you mentioned with that guy where I wanted, I, I started studying different information online on how I can pursue all the different goals that I have that I either would have procrastinated on or never would actually pursue if I didn't lose my job. So with that, I think I mentioned it on a previous podcast episode that I set up different, two different online businesses and then started to get into the stock market. And that's going okay <laughs> for now, but it helped me realize just how much it's important to actually pursue the things that you love and that and I, this is going to come up a little bit later in the podcast and how even if those things don't work out or I see some of them didn't work out, I'm glad that I pursued it now because now I have that experience and I can at least say, huh, I did that, didn't work out, but now I have that knowledge and I can pursue something else with that information. Yeah, I, I have a friend who wrote a book and he, you know, he, he got a, he got a, a, in touch with a publisher. They ended up printing the book. Uh, they ended up publishing it for him. He's on, you know, he's on Amazon right now. And, you know, we were talking, we were talking, uh, this was a good year ago, but it wasn't doing as well as he, he had hoped. Mm-hmm. But I told him, man, my dream as a kid, I was, ever since I can remember, I used to write uh, little, uh, I used to write short stories all the time. I was like, you, that's a dream that you mm-hmm. accomplished. Many other people want to write a book and then just never do it. So yeah. even, even if you don't get the monetary feedback for what you did, but you reached a goal 
And now he's he's writing three now, um, or two more books, I should say. Wow. Um, so so I'm like, yeah, you know, you can't always you can't always wait for monetary monetary feedback isn't always accurate to to what you're doing. I mean, even you you briefly mentioned. Uh, so let's look at the stock market. Market a company's value valuation isn't always based on what is on profit or assets. Sometimes it's literally just based on hype. You know, many uh, <laughs> specifically, but <laughs> just to the moon. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Yeah. So, so yeah, you, you can't, you can't always look at that. Yeah. Something that comes to mind as we speak about that is like, uh, especially with, with your friend and his book is that he could have easily quit after that. Like, oh, this isn't making money or this, this is considered a failure in his eyes. And then just be done, move on to something else. Mm -hmm. But that that leads me to benefit number three. This is not a one-shot only world. And the key uh, to that is not giving up because life is filled with many half-court shot buzzard, bees, buzzard beaters. Now, we may not all be Steph Curry, but there will always, almost always be other opportunities. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, we do nothing and we just wait for them to come because in life, there's no such thing as luck. There's only good timing and preparation. And when those two factors come together, things happen. You know, there are many stories such as like Oprah, who was once a TV anchor in Baltimore, uh, her producer declared that she was unfit for television. Well, I think now maybe I think now it's been like 20 years. I think we know where Oprah stands in history, especially as a TV anchor. And where the producer is, because no one knows his name. Because I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, and, you know, there's also like Jerry Seinfeld, who before he created a show about literally nothing, but it's, it's I think it's ranked in the top 100 best sitcoms of all time. Um, he was just a regular stand up comedian and he got booed off the stage. Now, to actually get booed at and people like throw stuff at you, that's quite discouraging. <laughs> mm, yeah. um, I, at least for me, I probably would never do stand up ever again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, he decided, you know, I can learn from this. I know what, what jokes worked. I know what jokes bombed. And obviously he went back on stage the following evening and he was a success. Mm -hmm. It has to be hard for a comedian because, you know, when you get booed, you're getting like you personally are getting booed. It's not like you you're you're working as a team and you know the team's not doing like so, you know sometimes you know we've been using a lot of sport analogies. If, if you're in a team and you guys are terrible, yeah, you guys might get booed. But if 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 the crowd only boos when you're dribbling the ball, that gets a little bit more <laughs> more, <laughs> more more, uh, more intense, more personal. Um, but you know, sticking to, to to basketball analogies, one of the things they say, all great shooters have bad memory. That's something Dennis Scott, one of the best three-point shooters to ever play, you know, said on, on the show. But he said, you have to have bad memory because mm -hmm. you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So if if you shoot, let's say if you miss four straight shots, you know, your your mentality may be, all right, maybe I, I, should, I should just focus on keeping the ball moving out past it. And that may have a measure of success, but if you're a great shooter, you're a great shooter. It, it's going to come. So you may have a bad, a bad streak, mm -hmm. right? but again, you just got to keep shooting it. So you could take anybody. You could take anyone, uh, someone who doesn't play basketball. 
if they don't shoot the ball, they won't make it. There's no chance that they make yeah. it. If they shoot the ball, there's at least a mathematical chance. Right? If you start something on a whim, there's a mathematical chance that you know it may succeed. It, something may happen. You know, you mentioned there's no such thing as luck, and and that's true. But sometimes just things just fall your way. You know, some things happen that you did not plan that works in your favor. So, but yeah, I, that I, I've always kept that in mind. Um, shoot the ball. I uh, just a, another quick example. I used to play basketball a lot. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. I couldn't. I had bad handles. I was okay on defense, but yeah, I could. I wasn't fast. I wasn't quick, and you know, there's a difference. I wasn't strong. I wasn't a lot of things. But the one thing I could do halfway decent was shoot. Mm-hmm. But I was very streaky, so I could. I can make. 10 shots in a row, but I could, I could miss 10 shots in a row too. But one game in particular I'm thinking of, I was, I was on a bad streak. I had wide open shots, but I stopped shooting it because I'm like, I'm going to miss. And my teammates were screaming at me, shoot the ball. I'm like, I've been missing. You're open. Just shoot the ball. Like no one yeah. cared that I'd been missing. They cared that I didn't shoot the ball because yeah. I was open. And that's the mentality we should have. Very, no one's going to care about your failures. Just, but people are gonna. You're gonna lose more support when you don't. When you have no effort. When you don't even try. Right. Yeah. I, I respect anybody who fails. You know, who goes for whatever they they want to and fail than someone who doesn't even bother doing anything. It's hard to respect that. Yeah. So from that, the, I think the biggest takeaway is you only fail when you stop trying. You know, there's a big difference between insanity, which is doing the same thing over and over again with no change in results versus being determined or relentless and making adjustments through the failure. That way you can achieve the the desired end goal. But see, the thing is, uh, when we do that, when we don't give up and make the adjustments, that leads us to two more benefits, which is which are numbers four and five. First, it helps us build character and it drives us on. We develop drive. So something that I realized from the from the failures I've had in life is that I definitely built character from it and helped, I guess, shape me as a young man, especially in high school, trying to find, you know, you're still trying to find your own identity. Uh, but something that also helped me was, um, I guess, kind of seeing like where my and this isn't necessarily a failure, but kind of like just checking in with myself, which comes back, which kind of goes back to number one, you know, doing that reality check with yourself during my senior year, hearing everyone go to co- like uh, say where they're going to college, what they're going to major in. And for me, I was kind of like, I don't want to go to college. I don't care about that just because I wasn't passionate about anything at that time. But like, you know, I was just thinking, well, even if I do go to school, I'll just go with something that, you know, I'm okay at. And at that time, that was, you know, computer science programming. But it wasn't until my after my first year of college and taking some of those classes, where I was like, oh, my goodness, not only is this hard, but I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> and I was reflecting, like talking to some of my old friends where, you know, one of them is a very successful musician. And he's just talking about like, oh, yeah, I got this gig. You know, I just won this award for this at my school. One of them is going to be a doctor. One of them is going to do like business management. And I'm just sitting there like, I don't know what I'm doing. But uh, through reflecting on all of that, it helped me develop a drive of, you know, I'm just going to be successful at, like, I'm going to figure out what I want to do, which later on I determined that was cooking, but I figured out that's 
my drive is that I'm going to be the best I can be at this. And then I just immerse myself in that. And I think for me, that at least helped me build character and drive of wanting to be successful at that. Yeah. And, and people that have character and drive are attractive. And I'm not talking about romance. Don't say. <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course, I'm not, I'm not talking about, you know, just romantically, but when you're around certain people, you, you ever meet a stranger and you feel like you walk away from the conversation feeling motivated yourself. Like, like you walk away feeling like, man, I, like you're fired up. Yeah. Right. And then you walk away from some people, you feel tired. Oh man. <laughs> like, 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 it's like, they took something from you. Like they, they took your vital energy. Like, like you lost any motivation for the day. And, and I think that's the difference between being someone, being around someone who is driven, who, who's educated and not necessarily in, I'm not saying in a, in a book way, a book smart way, but, but someone who's, who not only has goals, but they are obsessed with learning. Yeah. Right. So they don't care about what we talked about this on, on the, on the last episode, but the art of being able to have a conversation with someone on any topic for five to 10 minutes is what it's can take you far in life. <laughs> you know, knowing just enough about every, you know, everything just to carry a conversation. Um, that, that's a, that's a big skill, um, you know, that, that, that can help you in, in, in many ways. But yeah, some, like I said before, it can be very attractive to be around those people. And, and conversely, it could be, it could be brutal to be around <laughs> people that are, they're like zombies in, in, in the sense that so many people are, they're technically alive, their heart is beating, yeah. but they have no life in them. You know, they, they just, just going through the motions. Yeah. And then w- when you hang around that for too long, man, it can, it can do one or two things. It can repel you, but it can, it can sometimes rub off on you too. Yeah, it really can. That actually goes back to what we were talking about when we were speaking about um, investing in yourself. You need to, if you're going to invest in yourself, you need to surround yourself by the right people. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a saying that I really love. I don't know who it's by, but it, it says, it basically just, it's basically a rhetorical question. Are you really living or are you surviving? And there are many people who are just surviving, but if you really want to start living, you kind of have to set yourself apart from people if they're not like that, if they don't have the same goals of wanting to better better themselves. So yeah, now let's talk about number six. Those who have failed before became successful in the long run. This makes me think of, um, and I'm not sure if you saw it, but it's, it's Michael, Michael Jordan's documentary, The Last Dance. Yeah, yeah. You know, it made me, after watching it, especially because I didn't grow up watching MJ, um, I was still a very young kid by the time he retired the second time. But after watching it, it made me realize something. Before his first repeat, he failed a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, he failed year after year after year, just trying to make it to the finals. As everyone knows, he never lost in the finals, which is great. But something that I realized from his competitive nature is that he never gave up. He reflected on those failures and made the adjustments necessary to better his chances winning. I think about when um, they played against the bad boy Pistons in that era. Uh, that offseason, after that offseason, after they kept losing to them, not only Michael Jordan, but the whole team dedicated themselves to get bigger in the weight room, get stronger physically. So that way they can actually handle the physicality of the other team and not get tossed around. And obviously that's a more grandiose example, but just in general, there are so many people out there who 
they failed constantly. For those who never gave up, they made it in the long run. But, but notice what you said. They thought about it. They said, okay, we need to get stronger. And they got in the weight room. You get in the weight room, you don't see the result the same day you work out. This is true. You have to trust that, okay, so they got that experience. They got knocked down literally on the court. And that taught them, okay, we need to be stronger. Then they went in the gym. And a year later, then they could test it out. But they were better for it. You know, because because they had that experience, they knew what it took or what was needed for them to to surpass. And again, just to reemphasize the point that that that's what makes a failure good, not failure in of itself, but constructively, you know, using that failure to to improve and 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 to get better. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, and and something else I you know I thought of is you know failure is like mortar or cement. You can get stuck in it. Right, you put your, you put your foot in. You can get stuck in it. You can make an impression, and you can let that define you. Or you can lay bricks on that same mortar that you can get stuck in, and they can help you build something. Right? Yeah. So it goes both ways. So the same again, you can let you can get stuck in your failure. Uh, I'm a failure. You know, I, I want to amount to anything. Or you, or that same failure again. You lay some bricks on it. You put some hard work and that same failure can be a pivotal point of, of a, a strong foundation for something in the future. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I need, I need to apply that more to, for myself. <laughs> nah, you know, again, going back, you know, full circle to, to the quote, just live. We, we mentioned the, you know, I mentioned a study before that, that was done or, in, or interview really about, you know, the older you are, the more things that you regret you didn't do. So Mm -hmm. before you get to that point, this is like at present, you can make sure that you don't have those or you at the very least you limit those. So yeah, Yeah. live, live life. You know, don't, you're gonna, you know, while we're on, while you have life live, I I guess that's what I'm trying to say. You know, yeah. Uh, Failure is not a reason to, to not, to fold your hands and, and not do anything. Yeah. So guys shoot the ball. Yeah. Don't be like guy. Don't be like guy O. And just because you're having a bad streak, just stand there. Nah, I stopped doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably shot too much after that. <laughs> I, I, I'll say I'll add this real quick. It does feel good though when it, it does feel good when no one thinks you can do something. Ah, and then proving the naysayers wrong. Yeah. It it should never be your motivation, of course, but it feels really good. I I remember a specific, I'll never forget this. I was, I never looked like I was an athlete. I'll just get that though. I never looked like I was an athlete. So one day I get on the court, it's a full court game. I, I get a pass and I don't, before I shoot it, before I pass it, like I just caught the ball and all I heard was brick. So of course now I got to shoot it. Right. (laughs) <laughs> so I shot it and you know splash. So then I yell out brick. So for the rest of the game, I caught it. Uh I got passed, I think, five times. And I shot it. I was selfish. I shot it every time. And every time I <laughs> every time I shot it, guess what I said? Brick. Brick. Yep. I said brick. And it went in every time. And guess who I didn't hear for the rest of the game? Whoever that person was. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and and my whole point of bringing this up is it can really give you a confidence that you did not think you had. Like, you know, <laughs> like at that point, I, yeah, at that point, nobody 
would keep me from shooting. So never, never let anyone. And I, and honestly, that first shot, I shot it because they yelled that break. Yeah. So again, to be clear, it should never be, you know, our main motivation. But whenever, you know, don't let anyone tell, we, we shouldn't let anyone tell us we can't do something, you know, unless, unless we're working with our partners and, you know, we're, we're working on a, on a common goal. And as a team, you come to the conclusion that it may not be best. It may be best for someone else to take a certain role. Other than something like that, we should never let anyone tell us what we we can or cannot do. Mm-hmm. Because most people, they tell other people they can't do stuff because they can't. You ever yeah. heard of um, Dave Ramsey? Yes, I have. Yeah. So, <laughs> do you listen to him or you just heard of him? I've, I've only heard of him. Okay. So he <laughs> so he, he gives financial advice and and his big thing is is helping people get out of debt. And he hates that even the good quote unquote the good kind, he just hates that. <laughs> and he gets really angry because people who want to get out of debt will listen to the friends who are also in debt. And that's his pet peeve is like, you know. Don't listen to your broke friends on how to not be broke. Like, like, you know, he goes on rants about that. He says, you know, if 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 you have 30 millionaires telling you to do it one way, why would you listen to your broke friends? You know, mm-hmm. it's just something that he he has to repeat all the time because um, people get really bad advice from other people. And he's like, don't you know, the average he says, you don't want to be average. You, you don't want to be like everybody. The average person has high blood pressure. The average person you know, will at, at some point get heart disease or cancer. You want to be average? No. You want to be better, a little better than average, right? So yeah. um, don't do things because that's what everybody else is doing. And I think that's the mentality a lot of people get into. All my friends are going back to college. I'm going to go back to college. Not saying that's wrong, but mm-hmm. I'm going back to college. All my friends are doing this, so I'm going to do it. All my friends are getting credit cards so they can get reward points, so I'm going to do it. And and what happens is you stop thinking for yourself and the consequences that you get, you have to live with, but essentially someone else making the decision for you. And that's a bad way to live. I'd rather, I'd rather own up to my bad decisions yeah. than to pay for somebody else's. No, I completely agree with that. You know, It's so important that we I guess, as you say earlier, just live life or else you're going to end up at the end of your, at the end of your life having being filled with regret. And that's what you want to avoid as much as possible. So let's talk about some takeaways from this discussion. So I got it down to three. If there's nothing you can remember, people, there's only three takeaways that you need to keep with you. The first failure can teach you lessons. When you fail, it basically means something or something or somewhere is not good enough yet. Whatever that may mean in your life, you can apply it there. When you identify that gap and address it, you are one step closer to success. So it's important that we treat failure as lessons that can guide us to where we want to be. Learn from those failures or even especially this, especially if you're young, and I, I definitely benefited from this, learn from the failures of others. That will save you so much heartache, pain, money, a lot. <laughs> and even though at times going through your own failures will have a greater impact on you, uh, it can be unnecessary if you already know that something is the wrong move to make. So learning from your friends, whether it's a relationship or something they did at work, or just a life event can be very beneficial. Uh, the, the second point is failure trains you to be stronger. 
we put in hard work and effort every single day in hopes to achieve the outcome we will into it. However, there'll be times where things just do not go our way. So from that point, what do you do? Do you give up or pick yourself up? Going through failures helps you to learn how to manage your emotions and realign your focus. Feeling disappointed is a given, but by having failures at breakfast, you will be less likely to dwell on failures, but to pick up the lessons and move on. And then number three, failure keeps you grounded and humble. You know, just as JK Rowling mentioned, if we're so cautious that we do nothing, we haven't lived at all. You fail by default. Like just imagine living life where you're just born and then you fail. <laughs> that, that's not living at all. That's not even surviving. You're just, you're dead. So while in a perfect world, we may wish that everything was going as we planned, it's important to recognize that failure or failure will happen, but that's okay. Failure allows us to improve ourselves and seek more knowledge and grow as individuals. Failure is here to remind us that no one is perfect and there is so much to know in this world. So by staying humble and hungry for growth, for improvement, we commit ourselves to a lifelong journey of learning. And that's what this is all about. Just continuing to better yourself. And that's why we're here. So Gaio, do you have any last words you want to share? Uh, no, just um, again, uh, remember the turtle. The turtle can't eat while it's in the shell. It has to get out of the shell, move to get something to eat. It, ha- it has to risk failure. <laughs> you know, if, if it stays in the shell while it's protected, it can also die there from starvation. So in order for us to really live, failure is just part of life. What matters is not that we fail, is what we do with it. Exactly. I think you said that quite well. I don't have anything to say. You know, so far we've discussed the importance of investing in yourself. Now we've discussed how to benefit from failure. So if you enjoyed this podcast, next week we'll be talking about how to set up smart goals. I think we've met, it's been discussed two times now this podcast and the last so i think it's important that we talk about setting the right goals this it's important to obviously benefit from failure but if you're going to benefit from that you need to know how to set up the proper goals and where to go from that so this has been the you better you podcast this voice belongs to robin and this voice belongs to gael and we'll see you guys next time